0: This is The Playbook. If I could guarantee you happiness from the time you open your eyes till the time you close your eyes, who's in? It's amazing. You know, I ask so many people that around the world, and I never talk about finances, never talk about relationships. I don't even talk about health. But yet, millions of people around the world, happiness is enough. Now, I have a lot of different teachers, I believe, to surround myself with the right people and the right ideas. And this guy, Rene Descartes, in the 17th century, taught me, I think, therefore, I am. He also taught me that the mind and the body are separate, that the body actually belongs to the physical science and the mind to the metaphysical. He actually took it further and teaches that the mind, body, and soul are completely separate. They're not one. Well, just because you're a genius and a philosopher doesn't mean you're right. Um, I, I grew up a little differently. I wanted to be rich and I grew up with six kids, a single mom who was an elementary school teacher. So you can imagine the extravagance that I lived in. Uh, And through that, you know, a big night for me was to go to my favorite fast food restaurant, share a couple orders of french fries in a bowl in the middle of the table. Uh, But you know, in my life, we were very happy. And the only time that I wasn't happy was when I'd see my mom crying Uh, Because, you know, the car would break down, or the dishwasher wouldn't work, or she was unable to send any of us to summer camp or something we wanted to do. And I just thought to myself at that time, I thought, wow, if if I could just be rich, then not only would I be happy, but I could make my mom happy as well. My mom had one thing, though. She was an extraordinary parent. She had six kids, extraordinary kids, all went to the Ivy Leagues. Um, She was a master. She had a black belt in this martial art that many of you know uh, as Jewish guilt. Uh, (laughs) She she was actually a third degree black belt in Jewish guilt. Uh, She had us all believing that if we weren't educated, we were doomed. In fact, I truly believe that the fetus, when I was in science class, wasn't fully developed until after graduate school. I was completely lost. Now, unfortunately for me, I felt that I was the low end of the gene pool because I actually brought a bee home in high school. And I thought it broke my mom's heart. But fortunately, we all got scholarships to college and even went on to graduate school. Now, I had a different vision for myself. I wanted to be rich in this extraordinary way because unfortunately for my siblings, I'm the highest end of the gene pool when it comes to athleticism. Well, I wanted to be a professional football player, of course. You know, I looked in the mirror and said at 5'7", 150 pounds, yeah, 50 pounds ago. But I I wanted to be a professional football player. So I went to college and I actually played football. And it was almost immediately that I figured out that I better have a backup plan. (laughs) So like every other nice Jewish boy, I decided in order to be rich, instead of a football player, I better be a doctor. Uh, So I went to visit my brother after my first season, who was in medical school at UCLA, and I realized that to be a doctor, you had to work in hospitals. Uh, Unfortunately, I hate hospitals, so like every other nice Jewish boy that can't be an NFL star or a doctor, I decided I'd go to law school, and that's the way I'll be rich. Uh, So I went to law school, and upon graduating law school, I was fortunate enough to have two job offers. One was to be a district attorney, and accelerate my litigation career and make tons of money being a dirty lawyer, Uh, no offense. And then two (laughs) was to work in the internet and to sell legal research online. So of course, I went to uh, my favorite advisor, my mom, and I asked her, what what should I do, mom? What should I do? And she said, quote unquote, Dave, you should be a real lawyer because this internet thing, you know, this internet, it's a fad. Thank goodness for the first time in my life, for the first time in my life, I didn't listen to my mom. And uh, I learned a valuable lesson though. I learned the lesson that just because someone loves you doesn't mean that they give you good advice. Just as if uh, great philosophers sometimes support some things that just aren't true. Uh, Well, fortunately for me, I didn't take my mom's advice and I worked for West Publishing. We put legal content online in the early 90s. And within nine months, I was a millionaire, and I bought my mom a house, I bought my mom a car, I paid off all my law loans, and that's when I learned another valuable lesson, and partially because of Descartes. Money does not buy love, right? Money cannot buy happiness, but it sure rents the heck out of it. (laughs) I became my mom's favorite child. At 32, though, at 32, I ran one of the largest phone companies in the world. We created the first convergence device. We now call them smartphones. Uh, I was a multimillionaire. I had everything you can ever imagine, even married my dream girl from elementary school, uh, who obviously is blind and deaf. Um, (laughs) But I had everything. I could buy whatever I wanted, but for the first time in my life, I wasn't happy. I, I had surrounded myself with all the wrong people and all the wrong ideas. I actually self-entitled myself. I went into this terrible self-sabotaging downward spiral and I lost everything. And, uh, you know, one day I, I walked into my house and I saw, you know, this b- beautiful wife of mine crying to her uncle and she was telling him, I, I don't know if Dave can pull us out of this. Right? I, I, I don't know we haven't really been here i'm really scared i was crushed i was thinking oh my god you know i i've lost all my money now i'm going to lose my soulmate and my family and her uncle responded and he said you know dave has accomplished so much in his life so easily i can't wait to see what happens with his back against the wall wow that fired me up when my wife confronted me and told me for the first time that she wasn't happy and i She had asked me, she said, you should go back, Dave, and you should take stock in who you were, and also take stock in what you've become. And so I went back and I thought about Descartes, and I thought about the mind and the body and the soul, and I thought about my mom and and what I had learned, and I realized that my mom and, and Descartes and others had empowered me with four things to be happy. One was gratitude, the second was empathy, the third, accountability, and the fourth, effective communication. Now gratitude, gratitude was so easy for me, right? Everybody knows what gratitude, Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday, but gratitude gave me a positive perspective no matter what I had. It's so powerful, in fact, I tell people today, if you wanna change your life, it's as easy as two simple words, thank you. In fact, the best habit that you can have, I've done research for the last 10 years in quantum physics, metaphysics, physics, and I will tell you the best effective habit that you can have, is to say thank you before you go to bed and before and when you wake up. If you can say or think thank you before you go to bed and say it and think it when you wake up for 30 straight days, I guarantee you it'll change your life. Now, how many here think you can do that for 30 straight days? (laughs) Invariably, everybody raises their hand. (laughs) The saddest part is by tonight, half of you will not say or think thank you. By the morning another half of you will not say or think thank you. And unfortunately, in three days, almost all of us will forget to say thank you. I've given you the easiest way, gratitude, to change your life. And yet we're so far in our own way, we can't even say thank you for 30 straight days. The second tool that my mom gave me was empathy. Now, empathy is a lot trickier than gratitude, because empathy most people think of as sympathy. They think, oh, I feel so sad for you. But I will be here to tell you that you cannot feel sad enough for someone to make them happy. You cannot feel sick enough to make them well, and you definitely can't be poor enough to make them rich. Empathy is so much more powerful. Empathy is forgiveness. And guess who we have to forgive? That's right, ourselves. We have to forgive ourselves because we can't give what we don't have. So I set on this journey to do more research on gratitude and empathy, and I found a scientific research article on empathy. And it talked about negative energy and holding grudges, and how holding grudges and negative energy affects not only our bodies, right? It changes our cardiovascular system, our sympathetic nerve system, all these physical things in our body, but it also changes our mind. It creates anxiety and stress, and furthermore, it actually changes our emotions, our soul. By providing empathy or forgiveness to others, we actually can feel compassion for the negative energy that's been perpetrated on us. I found a doctor, her name is Candice Pert, and she's a famous neurologist. She was the one that discovered the opiate receptors in the brain, far above my brain. Uh, but, But anyway, she actually has done 250 research articles on the molecules of emotion. She actually takes scientific research and legitimizes how the mind, body, and soul are one and how it creates its own medicine. She discovered through her research that we actually can change the way our mind, body, and soul react by simply understanding that they are not separate and that every illness we have has a psychosomatic component to it. Unbelievable. I was like... First, my mom's giving me bad advice. Now Descartes has screwed up my whole life by telling me these things are separate. Are you kidding me? Well, the the one thing that I realized then is that uh, I had to find out what was truly the combination of mind, body, and soul. And I luckily manifested it by taking, believe it or not, a plane to India. And next to me was this lovely doctor. She was about four feet 11, Dr. Sangeeta Sahi. And she looked at me and she said, David, she said, are you okay? And in my arrogant, idiot mind, I'm thinking, am I okay? I'm rich. Of course I'm okay. Are you kidding me? She said, no, you're so full of light, but you're blocking it. And I found out later that she was a practitioner of theta or quantum healing. And she said to me, David, do you meditate? And I rolled my eyes back in my head. I'm like, are you kidding? Meditate? I make things happen. My friends that meditate, they're high on their mom's couch, right? <laughs> that's not me. I make things happen. I work hard. My, my wife, she's spiritual. She meditates, but that's not for me. She said, but what if I could teach you to meditate to increase the vibration of your body, to increase the vibration of your mind, to increase the vibration of your soul? And I said, well, what would that do? She said, well, David, everything vibrates. The earth vibrates the slowest. Those are minerals, then plants, animals, and then humans. And then sound vibrates faster in light. And then the, the thought, Thoughts vibrate faster than anything. And Dave, do you know what thought vibrates the fastest? I looked at her puzzled and she said the truth, the truth. She said, I can teach you to vibrate closer to the truth and you only can be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than your vibration. Wow, that changed my whole life. I said, this meditation thing may change my whole life and I can change it very simply. And the one truth I wanted to understand really well was accountability. Because I never understood when my mom was explaining accountability to me and I I thought about sitting at a stop sign and some kid texting behind me and slamming into the back of me and my mom would say, oh, but you're accountable. And as a lawyer, I'm thinking, BS, they're liable. Well, that was the problem, right? I was confusing accountability with liability and my mom would teach me to ask two questions. Number one, what did I do to attract that into my life? And two, what am I supposed to learn from that? After that, I'll call the insurance company. So accountability was extremely important. Then finally, it came effective communication. And effective communication is the ability to connect to everything that's relative to me. All that's relative to me. The people, the places, the things, all the associates, all the relationships, even the universe. And if I can connect to all of those things, I can be inspired or in spirit. And I can vibrate closer to the truth and be aware of so much more. But I had a problem connecting because I had these three levels that I had to connect on. One is that body level of conscious thought. I have this little guy in my head that is negative. But I learned to cancel those negative thoughts. So all conscious thoughts to me, if they are negative, they attract more negative thoughts to me. I just say cancel. And then what happens is once in a while I attract That same negative thought back, having trouble sleeping, I wake up early anxious, I know no one else is like that, and I can't understand why, but then I realize it's because I have a belief in my mind that negative belief is attracting the negative thought back. So I had to come up with a mechanism called clear. So when it happens, I just clear my mind, clear. And then finally, there were some things that are just made me unhappy i couldn't understand it not at a physical level not at a mental level but i kept attracting the same things back into my life even though i changed my thoughts and i changed my physicality it kept coming back the the same person dating the same business issues the same business partner all these things i can't understand why it's because i had to learn to shift my energy and this is how we do it i close my eyes and i think about what makes me most unhappy And in what makes me most unhappy, I find a light. And I find that light and I cover what makes me most unhappy. And then in the same mind's eye, I look and I see what makes me most happy. My family, Bananas Foster's Cheesecake, whatever I love. And I take what makes me most unhappy and I take that light and I cover it over what makes me happiest. And now I have one big ball light in front of me from what makes me most unhappy and what makes me happy, and I put it over myself. And I hold that light there until my energy shifts and I feel happy. Now, gratitude will give you a positive perspective. Empathy will give you peace. Accountability will liberate you, but effective communication, connecting to all, will empower everyone to empower even more people to be happy. And that makes us all happy. Thank you very much.